In three, two, one. You are listening to the Real Spicy Podcast, a Gil Pedro experience. Yo, <laughs> yo, you're listening to the Real Spicy Podcast. My name is Gil Pedro. I'm back at it again. This time, off the top of the dome. Uh, it's been a while since I've been a uh, since I've done a solo podcast episode. Loki, I miss it. But the one thing that I come to realize is that when you do solo podcasts, you got to know how to talk and keep it fluid. Your boy likes to talk a lot. That doesn't mean that I'm very good at it. So what I have done is actually listen to every single podcast episode that I've done and I've listened to it. And I realized that I say a lot of ums and uh, and that's really cool, awesome, dang. So I have safe words when I don't know what to say, a.k.a. filler. So I've been practicing a lot on that. And the most important thing is if you can't figure something out to say, a pause will be good enough. For the most part, I know a lot of actors do that. So instead of thinking for your next line, uh, you pause, give it a more direct, intense feel, pick up where you left, last left on, and go from there. So this will be a podcast episode of Trial and Error. I will make sure that I catch myself because, yo, I'm trying to make this podcast the best possible thing ever. Uh, Also, I came to realize too that some of my friends know that this is just like a hobby, but people that aren't really close to me have think that this podcast is like my full-time job. Nah, this is just a hobby. Well, actually, it would be really cool if it was my full-time job, but hey, you know what? Things like that will only take time, but hopefully, uh, maybe in the future, if I can get a sponsor, uh, there we go. Another, um, but hopefully if I, in the future, I can get a sponsor and make a living off this, that would be really cool. I think anybody would want to do that if they pursue like a passion, like photography, videography, you do it, you start off doing it as a hobby, but sooner or later, hopefully you start making money for it, making that money. So let's talk a little bit about Hollywood. So whenever you think about like a Spanish or Mexican, actually, let's say stick more with Mexican. You think of a Mexican character, the stereotype is, hey, what's up, fool? Like, like for real, dog? Damn, fool. Like, what's up? You know, like you get that cholo kind of derpy voice uh, or you get the really tough, the really tough guy with like a deeper voice. Hey, fool, you want to what? No, how does it go? Hey, fool, what you looking at, dog? Something like that. You know, like, I can't do that one, but I can do the derpy one. Um, but every time you think of a, of a stereotypical ca- character, you think of that voice. Um, or let's say, like, a black guy uh, in a film. Uh, you get that, like, hood, thug character. It's a stereotype. But then I started thinking, you know, these stereotypes aren't accurate. Just you can be a regular guy with a regular, maybe with not a regular accent, but an accent. Um, like I, when I speak English, I've caught myself with an accent or I say certain words differently. 
why can't that be a norm? Like, why do we have to exaggerate the accent, exaggerate the words? The 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 main one, because I started mimicking uh, the couple like Asian cultures. Um, and mostly I copy them from uh, a comedy duo called Just King Films, Bart and Joe. And they have talked a little bit of way, like many years ago. They were talking about Kimmy Schmidt, uh, the show Kimmy Schmidt schmidt on netflix they were talking about there's an asian character on there and he goes for the most stereotypical like 1980s 90s asian asian accent and it was like oh like oh you know like i can't i can't mimic it but it was like one of those like oh oh chicken fried rice you know like very stereotypically offensive well not offensive oh i guess it is offensive but that's what they went for and they were talking about how like w- how they've gone for roles and they're they they fit this the the profile they want an asian actor and they said hey can you get me a vietnamese accent and they go for like the vietnamese accent with the uh, you know like like that 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 noise so the only thing that i can think of that they would normally say is cuss words so my apologies but it's like uh, fuck you motherfucker you know like that but they have said that in certain certain casting, they wanted like the konnichiwa, you know, like the very stereotypical accent. Uh, then they, I remember they they mentioned, yeah, we got asked to do a Korean accent, a pakumara pakasa. So it was it was certain certain words and phrases that they were saying that I caught on. So I started thinking to myself, when are these roles going to be? more accurate to the actual person. And what I mean by that is, can't you just be an Asian guy with a slight accent? Um, or not even an accent, just, I guess, be Asian. Or can't you be a Latino without being the Consuela? Uh, oh, I clean. No lemon pledge. I mean, you got like family guy who makes fun of that character uh, or doesn't have to be the the cholo or the thug uh, or what's the other one uh, from the marvel the marvel cinematic universe i forgot his name but it's like the derpy mexican accent like i know what like like i can't believe it you know like that sometimes i'm like yo we're not that goofy and i say we as in like latinos we're not that goofy yes I mean, the LA accent is very prevalent and it it doesn't really help us out. And sometimes I catch myself talking like that. Like I have a group of friends and sometimes they talk like that. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, hey, fool, like I'm hungry. <clears throat> what the fuck? Hey, bro, I'm hungry. Or hey, uh, Tony, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. I catch myself because I'm like, damn, I'm falling to these stereotypes. But it would be really cool to have like i think how do i say this i think cancel culture is kind of helping the cause uh because things are becoming super super offensive which i mean as a comedian myself or as a humorous person myself i don't find those things offensive i just find them inaccurate and i can't that's another word that i can't pronounce so i do apologize sometimes like throughout this i'm gonna sound as dumb as dj cali accurate um but that is a word that i can't pronounce uh, it doesn't seem so accurate crap so my apologies on that 
But yeah, it would be nicer if these accents, if these voices, if these these characters weren't so stereotypical. Like, I, I get it. Like, let's say you're doing a, a movie about the South from, you know, the slave days and, and you got like a Southern accent. I mean, that makes sense, you know. Um, Mulan, that's another movie. Like, a bunch of them were Asian. If you have an Asian accent, that's totally fine, but you don't have to exaggerate it. Well, talking about Mulan. I thought that was a, when it came to like the characters and the way that they spoke, it was perfect. Like that's what the future should look like when it comes to ethnic and cultural characters and, and casting calls. If they have an accent and if the film is about Chinese culture, well, it's fine if they have this like Chinese American accent, not the whole, like, like that's so offensive, you know? Um, but if they, I mean, I can't do an accurate one. I can probably do like a stereotypical one, but, uh, or an offensive one, but I, I like that, that movie, like the casting on that was pretty good, but the movie itself, I don't know how I felt about that. It was, it was a decent movie for what it was. They try to make it more original or unique or just a completely new film, keeping a little bit of the aspects from the OG one. And I thought it was okay. Not to dive into the Chinese politics of it, because I've read a lot of articles about the Hong Kong and mainlanders having some issues. Unfortunately, I don't know too much about that. I did not read too much about that. I only read about the like the crit uh, the critical um, or the, the critiques, not the criticals, the, the critique that people had about the movie. I thought it was decent. I wouldn't say it was great, but again, it goes back to nostalgia. Like I wanted, like, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Um, like I wanted that so at least that song. That would have been great. But no songs were done in this movie. I, from what I've noticed, it tried to go for more, more of a darker theme or tone, which it worked. It was fairly like a dark movie. But if they were trying to go for more of the realistic aspect of it, I think they really fucked up on that. But that's just my opinion. I thought it was great, though. Uh, would I watch it again? Probably. But again... I love Mulan. It is my favorite Disney movie. And I'm not like a Disney fanatic. I don't watch a lot of Disney movies. From all the princesses, I, I know of them. I know of their story. But I don't think I've watched like Cinderella. I don't think I've watched Snow White. I don't think I've watched all of Pocahontas. I watched all of Aladdin. That really interested me. I watched all of Mulan. Mulan 2. Um, anything Mulan, I pretty much watched it. I liked it. Other Disney princesses, Tangled, I don't think I watched that. I watched about three-fourths of Frozen. That's another one. I watched all of Tarzan. Um, but these movies just don't really interest me. But Mulan is like one of the few and unique cases uh, when it comes to Disney that I've watched multiple times. And also Lilo, Lilo and Stitch and Lion King. Lion! That's another one that I definitely watched. But Mulan, I liked it. Would I watch it again? Yes. Would I recommend it? To someone who's never watched Mulan, yes, I would definitely recommend it. But if you've watched Mulan, like the animated one, probably not because we're so stuck in nostalgia that is you're just going to be angry about it. Like I was upset, but then I stepped back, I looked at it as a whole. It was, eh, it was all right. And then, you know, that size scale was all right. It was that type of vibe. 
but for the most part, uh, I think, I don't know how I came about the accent, but, uh, it all started, oh, it all stemmed, I was on a road trip, oh, it wasn't accents, now I remember, it was, like, certain words from different cultures or, uh, languages that we know, and I said, oh, I know a couple words, uh, from other languages, like, uh, is Korean, I think, I believe that means, um, hello, then, and means you're beautiful in Vietnamese. Uh, arigato, I, I believe that means hello in Japanese. And then the one that, because uh, I was talking to someone who speaks Japanese. And I said, well, I know how to say I am your shirt. And she's like, how'd you come up with that? Okay, let me tell you. So here in Las Vegas, we have a local team for soccer. And we had a former Japanese player who played obviously on the the he's Japanese so he played on the Japanese soccer team um like national team but we ended up getting him on loan and I really liked him and so I went up to him and his last name was Kobayashi I forgot his first name but it was Kobayashi so I went up to him and he knows very little English and I'm like okay let me be nice let me google it so I googled it I put hey can I have your shirt which is like the shirt on his back. Sometimes they do that, other times no. And so I went up to him and I said, I'm so sorry, um, what does she wa? No, I said, I'm so sorry if I mispronounce it, but um, what does she wa anato joji? And he looked at me and I can tell this guy looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, okay, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> so I even said it with an accent. Well, I said it how Google Translate told me to do it. So I said, oh, Okay. Oh, what does she want? Anato Joji. And he said, I mean, a very broken English. He said, you just told me I am your shirt. Oh, um, I'm sorry. He's like, no, I understand. Um, yes, you can have my shirt. <gasps> oh, thank you. He signed it. He gave it to me. And I guess uh, so I know one phrase in one word from, ja- uh, from, from Japan or Japanese. Uh, Arigato. And Watashiwa Anato Joji, which means I am your shirt. Besides that, I believe that's all the words and phrases that I knew. And that's how the conversation started about accents. And we just started talking about how they're so stereotypical and exaggerated in movies. And I'm like, you know what? That's a really good topic to talk about. Topic to talk about. Huh. Yeah. But talking about accents and different languages... This reminded me. So for the podcast, I am so blessed to have advisors, I guess you can say. Well, they're my friends, but I feel like they're my like business advisors or my managers in a sense. Um, so they listen to my podcast and they're like, hey, you could have said this. Hey, uh, you, it's starting to get repetitive. You repeated yourself multiple times. Hey, this was low-key offensive. Is that something you wanted to do? But the one thing that I get from multiple friends, and and it's it's consistently the same, they tell me, Gil, you travel a lot, or you used to travel a lot. How come you never talk about those stories? And I said, well, they don't really come up in conversation. Like, you know, like, how am I going to bring up, oh, yeah, with my, you know, with Kim um, Karabata, talks about working with crocodiles. Oh, crocodiles. Oh, I remember that one time I went to Oktoberfest. That literally has nothing to do with crocodiles. So it just never comes up in conversation to the point that I can talk about it. But when it comes to different languages and accents, this is what I remember. So I went to France 
France uh, or Paris, Paris. And I loved it. First of all, Paris was a major vibe. I, I enjoyed everything of it. Um, from, well, the I mean, except the food, but again, being Latino, like everything is like super, super spicy and French food is very subtle, very clean, kind of bland. It's, I'm not saying that it's disgusting or gross. It's just a little bit bland and being Latino, I like my shit really spicy to the point that like you're sweating, but you're like, oh, this shit's bomb. So that's what I like. So I go into France. Uh, I've been there twice, and but one of the times, my goal was to go to the Louvre. How do I start this story? So one of my goals was to go to the Louvre. The first time I went, I did not go to the Louvre. I went to the other museum, which I, I probably should have done a little research and remembered what other museum, but it's another big-ass museum with a bunch of like Picasso paintings and all that. But it's not the Louvre um, with the Mona Lisa. So I said, I'm coming back to France one day and I'm going to go into the Louvre. Because, I mean, if you're in France, you should probably go to the Louvre. Obviously, the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I've been to it. I took a picture in front of it. I've been inside it. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It was cool. Like, I mean, it's one of those like, yeah, I did it. Cool. It's nothing special. I think it would be a lot more special if I probably did the most stereotypical thing and... Or just the most cheesy thing, I guess I can say, and propose, you know, at the Eiffel Tower. But just taking a picture of it, you know, like, you know, like in my Mexican, it like I have, I have a voice inside. You know how you know how you talk to yourself. With the voice that I talk to myself is like the derpy uh, cholo voice. Like wow, mira, wow, ta bonito, wow. You know, like that's how I talk to myself. Guys, I'm not crazy, but <laughs> I please believe me, I'm not crazy. Like what? Uh, no, 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 no. But I mean, that's how I've always talked to myself. Uh, having, but I, okay, well, I don't like I said, I don't have mental issues. Well, not that I know of, but I didn't have any brothers and sisters, so sometimes when I have, I would have self monologues, and uh, so my inside, my you know, like inside out, the movie, you know how there's multiple voices in your head. Um, that's how I would talk to myself, like. You know, you look at a cool picture, you you would analyze it, and like, that's a very beautiful photo. Huh. I would probably do something different. Oh, I like the red. You know, you just talk to yourself like that. Not full-blown conversations, but the way that I talk in my head to myself is is that voice. Wow, mira. Fuck. Esto está todo red. Wow. And so... I mean, now you guys know, but I sometimes I mentioned it and sometimes it comes out too in conversations like, wow, what? Wow, that's a really cool photo. <laughs> so I have to go back to like my regular voice. But yeah, so back to uh, Perry, um, the Eiffel Tower is all right. You know, I'm taking a couple photos at it. Nothing special. But I remember my second time that I went, I went to this castle or mansion the city, I don't know, but it was very beautiful, to say the least. It's called Versailles, so very photogenic place where every everything you look at, you can take a photo. The gardens outside were very beautiful. So your boy is all about the photos. A lot of it, I don't really post, but I love to pose in front of things. I like to um, in, do like panoramic shots. And so a lot, like when I went on this trip, they're like, dude, you're, you're taking a lot of photos for the gram. And I believe from like 
the 500 photos that I took of different things, not like, you know how like if you take, well, again, this is a stereotype, but like girls, when they take photos, they take about 50 shots of the same thing within two minutes, which is just a bunch of selfies. I took about, I would say 200 shots throughout the whole weekend and almost every other photo was something different. Um, but out of all those photos, I would say, I think I only posted like two, two or three, but, uh, I loved it. It was very beautiful, but a story that I always, always remember is, so we're in this museum, it's called Versailles or this city called Versailles at the mansion. Very beautiful. We're walking around and I see this like daughter mom trying to take a photo. So the daughter is taking a picture of her mom and then the mom switches out and takes a picture of the daughter. So I noticed that they're talking Spanish. Hey, mija, aquí está el teléfono, toma mi foto. Cool. I was like, I actually let me capitalize on this. And I went up to them in Spanish. I said, hey, do you want me to take a photo of you two together? And they said, yes. And again, this is all in Spanish. Also, the girl was really cute. So I really, I mean, that was literally my whole intention. Let me talk to this cute girl. Uh, let me uh, sort of squeeze myself in, in there and, and, and see what I can do. And at the time, I would say I was like 40 pounds lighter. So my confidence level was at the highest level possible. Um, this is a joke or take it as you want. But I had, um, I had some, well, it's not a joke. It's more reality. I had big fucking dick energy like i was confident to a whole other level um but i mean i'm telling you 40 pounds can really like a difference can really change your attitude about everything so i was like what is she gonna do deny me okay it's her loss uh, um so i went up and i started having, having a full-on conversation with this girl and you know we're just talking we're actually going through a third of the museum in together and we're just talking this and that and she's like yeah i'm, I'm from mexico and when i travel I never say I'm from the U.S. Never. Um, well, especially oh, outside of Mexico. Uh, I never say I'm from the U.S. I say I'm from Mexico. The reason is, again, this is going to be a story within a story. The reason is I've come to realize that when I traveled a lot, people don't like people from the U.S. It's either we're too arrogant or the one thing I hate Everybody wanted to talk and ask me questions about Trump. Hey, what do you think about the president? I don't know. He's the president. I, I mean, I don't know the guy, but they wanted to know information about him. And I'm like, yo, he's not like my homie or anything. I can't just call him up. Um, but that's usually all they ask. Oh, where are you from? The U.S. Oh, how's Trump? I don't know. Let me give him a call. Hey, yo, what it do, Trump? Hey, China. You know, like, what are we going to talk about? You know, so I've just... That's the one thing that I always try to avoid. So it's either they talk about Trump or they just don't like the U.S. And this became very prevalent in, in my assumption when I was in, in Germany. I'm talking to a, a couple in Spanish, which I'll, I'll, I'll add on to it. So I'm talking to them in Spanish and they're talking to me and they asked me, where are you from? I said, I'm from Mexico. Again, everything's in Spanish. So de Mexico. Oh, cool. How do you like it? Oh, I love it. And the reason why I say I'm from Mexico is because I go there once a month. I, I know the area, mostly Baja California, which is like TJ, the TJ area, Rosarito. Like I know that area fairly well. Um, so if they ask me a question, normally I would know. And I was like, it's very beautiful. I live in Playa de Tijuana. Um, the beaches are very beautiful. Weather is good. Um, 
because I don't know, I'll make up something. And great, full on conversation. But then I add, but I moved to the US. So now I live in the US. This is where it gets interesting. The girl, so it's a couple, a guy and a girl. The girl says, wait, you're from the US? I was like, no, 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 I, I live in the US. I live in, in, in Las Vegas. And she's like, huh, I'm so surprised. I said, why? Well, you speak Spanish and you know English? I was like, yes. So we, she flips it. She goes, hablas español, sí. And then you speak English. See, sí. I mean, yes, what? So it threw me off. And so we started, we started talking English. And I'm like, holy crap, this girl knows three languages. Um, so we're talking. And then she said, I'm very surprised that you live in the U.S. I said, oh, really? She's like, yeah, you speak Spanish very well. Um, how long have you lived there? I was like, oh, I lived there like 10 years. No, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I was like, oh, I lived there in 10 years. And she said, dang, you know two languages. Well, that's way more than most of the, what did she say? Most than, oh, that's more languages than most of the fuckers from the USA. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck those guys. Like, I had, I had no idea. Loki, I was afraid. So I started asking questions. I said, wait, so how many languages do you know? And she's like, I hablo español. I speak English. Then she starts talking to me in Arabic. And then she's like, I also know um, German. I was nine, you know, whatever she said. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, I mean, I can see the hate. Uh, but um, I'm from Mexico. I don't know. I just thought it was a lot. Ever since then, ever since then, I have always said I'm from Mexico because that just re- um, oh, reinforce my my theory about uh, the world versus the U.S. So uh, just to keep it neutral, uh, I'm from Mexico, um, the state of Baja California. Um, but when I'm in the U.S., I'm born and raised in the U.S.A. Um, party in the U.S.A. But okay, back to the story from Versailles. So I'm at Versailles. I'm talking to this girl, and I'm like, I'm digging it. I said, you know what? Let me get her number. But I'm like. Well, in my head, let me get her WhatsApp. So if you're, if you're, if you ever talk to people from like other countries, they use WhatsApp. And I said in my head, you know, hey, me puedes dar tu WhatsApp? Y dijo, claro que sí. Uh, which is like, hey, can I have your WhatsApp? And she's like, absolutely. And she said, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Mexico. She's like, yeah, I, knew that. I mean, you already said that. And you speak Spanish, but like, where are you from? Oh, um, I'm from Baja California. And she looked at me, did an up, down. And said, oh, no, está bonito. Pues, uh, ¿sabes qué? Este, tengo que irme. Y, y este, uh, que tengas un buen día. Which is translate, hey, I have to go. Um, but I just want to say it was a pleasure uh, talking with you. Have a wonderful day. Okay, so first of all, I never got her WhatsApp. And I came to realize that I've, out of all the states that I could have said, I probably gave her the state that one is the most violent state of them all because of tj is fairly poor and when you're from the city of mexico or mexico la ciudad de mexico or mexico city and you're and you get to travel that means that you got money i mean she got money um, because to travel from you know if you're using like mexican currency the dollar uh, the, the peso is really is fairly low so if she's able to travel and go and the euro, oh my God. So like the euro is like, I would say a dollar and 30 cents. Okay. Now, if you get the dollar, so for every dollar, no. Yeah. For every dollar, you get a euro and 30 cents. Yeah. Euros. 
Well, if you go to Mexico and you give them a dollar, you get roughly about 1875 pesos. So imagine that. The currency, so already, homegirl got money. So when I compare, when I said that I'm from Baja, I'm pretty sure she judged the fuck out of me. But, you know, what she don't know that I judged her because your boy's from the USA. Woo woo, USA. <clears throat> Sorry, that, that high key came out. No, no, no. Jokes aside, I actually had that plan saying it for a second. But... No, like I got judged for a state that I don't even live in. But I'm like, you know what? Let it go. It, it, what's the likelihood of that I would ever talk to her? Probably like a 1% chance because honestly, I probably wouldn't have talked to her. But it was just the fact that I wanted to come back to my buddies who were with me like, hey, you, your boy just got a number, you know, but unfortunately, I didn't get that number. But, you know, even when I lie of where I'm from, it's still not good enough. Know that you are good enough. <laughs> Damn, dog, I'm never good enough. <laughs> no, but the true story, though, I, I guess I wasn't good enough um, for that girl. So Versailles, Versailles was a vibe. I did not, I did not get a number as I thought I would, but overall, it was a great experience. So we go back to the city, uh, Perry, and I said, "Cool, I cannot wait." The next day. I'm gonna go to the Louvre. So my friends didn't want to go. They don't. They weren't too much into into like museums. Um, but I'm like, yo, I'm excited to go to the Louvre. Um, so I got a ticket, and I was like there at eight o'clock. It opens at eight, so your boy got there at seven, seven thirty, and I was in line, and it was really cold outside. And my dumbass was like, I'll just wear like a really light jacket. I regretted everything about it. It was freezing. But I got into the Louvre. I run um, to the Mona Lisa, to where I thought it was, and it wasn't there. Apparently, it got moved. And even though I was 40 pounds lighter, I don't do good when it comes to running. But I said, screw it. I'm running. So I started running to one place to the other, to where the Mona Lisa is now. Yeah, when I got there, the line was about a mile and a half long. I said, you know what, Savage Scared Dog? It's not gonna work out. Let me let me just enjoy the rest of the museum that no one's in line for. And I guess I'll come back one day to look at the Mona Lisa. But you know random fact, a lot of people, even myself, think that the Mona Lisa is this huge portrait. Like a couple feet long, like six feet long. No, it's actually really tiny. Like how would I describe it? I would say like it looks like it's an eight by ten. Like it's, it's well, it's not that tiny, but it's fairly tiny. It's not a big ass photo like it seems to be in pictures. It's, it's small, but yet again, it is one of the most prized art possessions of all time. But it's fairly small. Well, I like a, a lot of the art that I like. Uh, the one that I love the most, and I forgot his name, which is really fucked up. If I like art, I should probably know people's names. But I really love art um, that talks about. Or that talks about that paints a picture of like religion, pictures of Jesus, angels, the Virgin Mary. I love those. Uh, they're very powerful in my opinion. You know, like I, I I looked at a couple and I stared at them, and my you know again when you talk when I look at art I talk to myself like wow, damn that's fucking deep. You know, like that voice it got serious. Like wow, that is very deep. What are the thoughts that you're thinking of, Gil? 
that this world is existential. I started using words I didn't even know. That's how that's how deep these photos made me think. Omnipotent um, or like whatever, you know. Um, but I can't think of any hard words. But I, I know I was saying hard words to myself. Uh, but those were honestly some of the greatest art pieces that I think I've ever seen. But to get to the Louvre was was an experience of its own. My dumbass, again, I try when I go to certain countries, I try to fit in. And obviously, I'm not like physically and I guess metaphorically, I don't fit in. Not knowing French. Clearly, I did not fit in. So I got myself an Uber and get into the Uber. And the guy, the guy's quiet. And I was like, okay, this is getting very awkward. I said, hey, bonjour, Jemmy Pelgil. Instead of saying Gil, I said Jill, because I believe that's how it's pronounced. And I and I remember before I went in, I said I'm going to the Louvre. So I said something the Louvre, and not the Louvre, not the Louvre. I said the Louvre, and they're like, oh, guys, bonjour, shoot, and they started like full on conversation. Yo, I froze, and I the Spanish came out because I if I knew if I talked English, it probably wouldn't be so good. So the Spanish come out, and it out of all the times. That my inner cholo voice was released at the wrong moment. So instead of saying, oh, in Spanish, obviously. So think of this in Spanish. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry I don't speak. Uh, I don't speak uh, French. Oh, my apologies. In Spanish, I said in the most cholo, derpy voice that I can say. Sabes que, dog? No te entiendo, way. And then as soon as I said that, what the fuck are you talking about, Gil? Like, I regretted that. And granted, the guy didn't understand, but it was, like, the most slang, stereotypical thing. Like, it was like, you know what, dog? I can't understand shit. That's pretty much what I said. And I could have said something way more formal. Hey, you know, I, I do apologize. I don't understand. But nope, I went the most stereotypical thing that I could have come up with, and I, I felt dumb, okay, that, that's, that's how dumb, <laughs> that's how I, I wanted to, I, I mean, now I laugh about it, but at the time, I got so red, and I was like, you know what, just shut the fuck up, don't say anything else, and it was quiet, all the way to the Louvre, but long story short, your boy got to the Louvre, I enjoyed looking at a couple art pieces, I cried a little bit, like, that's how deep it was, man, like, I cried a little bit, but coming back, you know, we're going to talk about France. France. If we're going to talk about France, let me tell you the story. Coming back, we were leaving that day. So I left the Louvre and I didn't have any signal. And I so I'm running through like little coffee shops around the area. Again, your boy don't run. But I said, I'm trying to go back home, you know. So let me find some Wi-Fi. I connect to some Wi-Fi and I got an Uber back to the, my apartment that we were at. And I get there, I forget the code, and I'm like, oh shit, we're leaving, like, we have to head out to the airport in an hour. Well, yeah, we have to be there in an hour, because when I got there was the exact same time that we, we had established that we were going to leave the apartment, and I'm panicking, like, I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, my group left me, like, I'm already, I wasn't late, I was literally on time, they said, let's say, they say 12.30, I was there at like 
1225. You know, I was there five minutes early. Let's do this. I don't know the code. I don't have Wi-Fi. I don't have signal. I'm panicking. I said, oh, fuck, I got to go find a coffee shop. Again, I'm back to running. And these streets are not flat. They're, 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 they're jaggedy. They're, they're, they're fucked up as you can, you know, like they're not flat. So like if I'm running, I have to watch where I'm stepping or I'm falling and I'm eating it, you know? So I'm running and I, and I, and I find a coffee shop. Never, nothing no wi-fi then i go into this grocery store n- nothing i go into a restaurant nothing so i go into this list this wine uh, where they sell wine looks like i guess not a liquor store but i guess like a wine cellar so i go there and i said um hablas espanol or uh, and they said see sí. oh, oh shit oh perfect and then i said hey I, I don't have signal and i just need wi-fi do you have a hot spot and they said no i said Okay, um, I'm not, ho- and, and I'm like, motherfucker, I know you have something, you can help me out. I said, I'm not homeless. Again, all in Spanish. I'm not homeless. I have money, and I think I offered him like five euros, which is like six bucks. I said, I'll give you five euros if I can just use your hotspot. I'll use my phone. Just connect me to your hotspot. And he said, oh, um, hold on. So he goes to the back, gets his phone, and he connects me, and I give him the money. He's like, no, 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 keep it. I said, motherfucker, you thought I was homeless? Or like, I thought, I, I didn't look homeless either. Like, I was going to the Louvre, you know, I wanted to dress up. But I I don't think he trusted me. Uh, I didn't want his phone. I just needed to connect my phone to something. I got onto Wi-Fi. I call my, my, my group and I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm literally uh, a block away. Where you at? Yo, we're waiting for you outside. Oh, my God. I'll be right there in less than two minutes, okay? Granted, the store is five minutes away. I said, yo, I got to shift into turbo. I said, thank you so much. Muchas gracias. I'm talking like three different languages, saying everything I can. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm so thankful. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I said, I got to go. Bye. And I'm running. And I'm running. And then like, yo, we were going to leave you. I said, really? No, we, were not. we weren't going to leave you. But we were kind of worried. Like, you're one of the people that show up on time. Uh, and not seeing you out here kind of freaked us out a little bit. I was like, dude, I was outside putting every single code that I can think of. Nothing. I'm fucking, dude, I look like a crackhead, okay, for a second. Like before I went to look for Wi-Fi, I'm banging on the door. So I look like I'm trying to get back with my ex. Then I start yelling. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. So my buddy, his name is Carlos. I was like, Carlos, Carlos. Dude, I'm. I, you know, from the outside in, I look like I'm fucking losing my mind, okay? Like, I was like, what the hell is this crackhead doing outside? I'm banging on the door, and I'm yelling. Again, I think um, our our apartment was, like, on the third floor, so I'm like, he's not going to hear me. Fuck it. Carlo! Like, I'm yelling with everything that I have. Nothing. And yes, People were there and they were looking at me. Did they record me? I don't know. I hope not, but I wouldn't doubt it because I really look like an oversized, obese crackhead. I'm bald, you know, like, holy shit, man. He's been through some shit. He already lost his hair. He's, you know, but, and again, this podcast is not about like weight loss or about travel. I just happen to do those two things. Hence why I talk about them a little bit more than I should. So my first year that I started traveling, 
Your boy is fucking fat, okay? So I had to buy two seats. I didn't want to go through an embarrassing moment where they tell me to step out of the plane or buy two seats, so I did it for them before they even beat me. And it did happen twice where they asked me, sir, uh, we're going to need you to ask, uh, we, we need to ask you to step out, and I'm no cap. Hopefully I used that right, yo. I'm just trying to get with the, with the, with the times. No cap, I said. Ho, I bought these two seats. I think the I think the first time it was a guy, so I called him a hoe. I said, "A hoe? I bought these two. I don't know. I was so angry because that's literally the one thing that I feared, being a five. Well, I was four hundred pounds. I was like four hundred and twenty. Being a four hundred. No, I think I was like four fifty. Being a four hundred and fifty pound behemoth, fucking sumo looking." Mexican man being kicked out of a flight because I was too fat. So I tried to beat them to the punch and I was pissed. I said, no, 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 no. I have tried and I have done everything to prevent this from happening. And it came out like I could have said, Hey, sir, I bought, I bought, I bought two seats. Nope. I got hella defensive. And the first thing I said, Oh, I bought these two seats. And they're like, really? Can I see your boarding passes? Oh, no. He said, can I see your boarding pass? So I gave him two. And he's like, oh, my apologies, sir. Have a great day. And I could have easily said, my apologies for calling you a hoe. But I, but I didn't say anything. I just sat down. And the people around me just looked at me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Don't say anything. Don't look around. Just look down. Put on your headphones. Pretend like nothing happened. But yeah, your boy bought two seats. But okay. So I knew that I had to buy two seats. So what I would do is there were times where I'm like, yo, I got shit to do this weekend. So I would go to a website called Skyscanner and I would just put Las Vegas two, and then I would put United States and then the dates that I was able to go. Well, it gave me a bunch of cities from cheapest to most expensive that I could go. And I remember one day to go to Atlanta, Georgia, it was like 29 bucks for like the weekend coming up. And I think I bought my tickets like on a Tuesday. I said, 29 bucks, fuck it. I'll just buy, you know, I'll buy two seats. Perfect, I beat it. And there were times where um, I paid a little bit more than 29. You know, sometimes I paid like 100 per seat. Um, But the best flight, the best airline that is fluffy friendly is Southwest. Because yes, I used to pay like, let's say, flights a little bit more expensive, slightly more expensive. So I would say like they're what? 150 maybe 200 one way so i would pay one way but i would buy two seats so that's 300 just one way let's say if it's 150 but all they need you to do is buy two seats to reserve the extra seat after the flight is over whether it's full or not they will refund you that second seat and i'm like yo southwest thank you for being fluffy friendly and now that i'm less fluff man your boy's still fat as fuck you know even though i lost 220 pounds uh i'm still a big guy you know i think i weigh what 308 right now um, so i'm a big ass motherfucker and um i have bought two seats still do i need them no but i have big ass shoulders so i don't like to be hunched over or or, or having to to kind of move my shoulders in for like three hour flight because that shit's uncomfortable so i usually buy two seats i remember once too with southwest i bought two seats and they said and it was a full flight and they said sir that um someone sitting next to you i said no but i bought this seat and they looked at me well you don't need two seats okay but i bought two seats so they took my second seat 
gave me and they said we're gonna give you credit because we this is a full flight and i said no 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 I, I need a full refund so what they did was gave me a refund and credit on top of that and the guy who sat next to me was like there's really tiny man so i'm like all right bro i can't really complain like i can i can open up my shoulders and you're not gonna i'm not gonna touch you you're not gonna touch me we're good to go but yeah those are my traveling stories bro i got so much i've been to the uk germany that one time i went to oktoberfest bahamas canadian mexico quite a bit um i wish i went to more i really do but um those are what i've been to thus far but i i'm like if we're talking about accents and different languages, let me tell you about my experience with different languages, hence why I talked about my France story. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed the solo podcast episodes because I'm going to be doing them a little bit more because I want to get a little bit better at knowing how to talk properly saying less ums and ah dang hmm cool those are just filler words so practice makes perfect so please expect more i'm still gonna have guests on don't worry uh i enjoy having guests i enjoy knowing their stories because everyone has a struggle everyone has some cool ass stories uh that i want to share like last week we talked uh, with my boy hans Yo, I had a couple people text me about that. Yo, bro, that was a funny episode. I had people on Instagram sharing that clip. And like, I'm not like best friends with them or even like really close to them, but they shared it. I'm like, yo, thank you. Um, So obviously, you know, these are amazing stories, hilarious stories that I, that I want to use my platform to share with you guys. But before I forget, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and to watch with your eyes what you heard with your ears. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. Smash that like like button. Comment down below. And also, this is about us, all right? It's about us. Not just about me. It's about us. So, uh, it's it's a collaborative effort. Even though I'm so low on this one, it's a collaborative effort. Um, But with all that being said... Thank you so much for listening to The Real Spicy Podcast. On that, I am out.